Okay. Uh, hey, everyone. So I have my friend Larissa here, and we're going to talk about um, um, social distancing and uh, her views on it. So uh, let's start off by uh, Larissa. You can introduce yourself. Um, tell the people what you do, your hobbies, etc. Well, my name is Larissa Martin. I am 30 years old. I am a writer, nonfiction, inspirational writer. I am also disabled. I am still living at home. My hobbies include hanging out with friends, reading, chilling. Netflix, all the good stuff. Okay. Um, what What are your views on what's happening right now with social distancing, how you're handling it versus how you see other people handling it? Very good question. I handle it. I seem to be handling it very well because it is, I'm disabled, so I don't go out rarely. I go out on occasion or when I have medical appointments. But besides that, I'm in the house 24-7, and I have to rely on other people as, as if someone who isn't disabled and has a job, has a normal mind to five, can go out and do whatever they want, whenever they want. And with the social distancing, people are having issues with that, which I understand. But at the same time, this is what they have to do to stay safe and stop the spread and what bothers me is going out for everybody else is a luxury for me personally and many others in the disabled community we don't have that luxury and once this is over people will get the, that luxury back and I won't because I never had it so, it's nothing new to me. I'm okay with it. It bothers me that people aren't grasping how important this is and how they're not appreciating the time that they're getting with their loved ones that they wouldn't be getting otherwise because their kids are home from school or mm -hmm. I just hope they can appreciate it now and not regret it when this is all over. Okay. What is it that you want people to understand? like during this time 
I want people to understand that this is tempor temporary. We're not gonna stay locked up in our houses forever, be away from families, friends, gathering. This is just something we have to do, something we have to deal with. And it isn't gonna bother you to stay in your house for however long. Um, and just to appreciate this time, you know, self-reflect on things, uh, reconnect with family. There are so many things you can do with this time that you have. You can practice self-care. You can spend time with your cats and dogs and, you know, just catch up on projects that you've been holding off on. Just do something that sparks joy for you and whatever that looks like. And also, you can just do nothing if that's what you choose to do. I think it depends on the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen like how a lot of people, um, they're saying, oh, like use this time to create something new. And, but I've also seen other perspectives like, yo, if you, most of what you do is sleep, like that's okay too. Like catch up on some sleep. Um, I think, I think it depends on the individual yeah. and where they're at mentally with this whole whole crisis, mental, not mental health crisis, just a health crisis in general. Mm -hmm. I know um, a lot of people were uh, talking about how a lot of these jobs can be done from home, but that has never been an option, especially for people with disabilities. It's always been like, oh, like you have to come to work anyways. Like you have to come to the office. And they, you know, like a lot of employers act like, oh yeah, this work can't be done from home when it can. And that's what we're seeing right now. Right. That's what it's proving. Like, okay, this job could could be done from home. You just choose not to create an at-home environment where it can be done. So I, um, I'm hoping this actually leads to change with how employers handle, like, the uh, situations where people need to stay home. And no, like, they should be full-time workers as well. Um, that should just be an accommodation that's available to them. Agree. I agree. Because if it happened now, it can happen when this is all over. You know what I mean? It's that plain and simple. 
it's just very strange, fundamentally strange to me what's going on right now. And I think it's very strange for um, like even everyone, you know, giving their take on social media. They're like, okay, well, people are housing homeless people now. They could have done that the whole time, but chose not to. See, I haven't, I haven't seen that. No, it's been happening. I feel. Wow. I've seen a lot of people complaining about not being able to leave their houses and certain luxuries that they can't have and how they're going stir crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard for people with like mental health issues and like unstable homes. Um, so I think that it is understandable to be upset, but it's also like, I'm really grateful for perspectives like yours because we do have to pay attention to the fact that it still has always been a luxury, like to leave your house. It's, and it's granted for some people and not everyone. And that's something people overlook. And, I literally... Yeah. Sorry. Hmm? I literally... My best friend comes up to New Jersey every month. Mm-hmm. And when this pandemic happened, I was like, I don't... I don't know when I'm going to see him. Mm-hmm. So that luxury that I enjoyed, that I had, that I get to experience every month is gone. Yeah. And like, that's the part I, I'm struggling with. You know what I mean? Like, I can talk to him. I can FaceTime him. I can... Talk to him on the phone till I'm blue in the face. But it's not the same. Yeah. It is not the same as human connection. It's not. And like that that once a month visit does wonders for me mentally. It really truly does. I feel better. I'm happy. Happier. It really benefits me in in ways that I don't think a lot of people, able-bodied people, understand Mm -hmm. because of the luxury they have. I think it's great to hold space for um, the, uh, like, basically your experience and people being able to understand that and keep that in mind when they're discussing social distancing as well as, you know, taking in the fact that there are people in unstable homes and everything. I think there's room for all of that. And I think, yeah, that's what I would also like to see being discussed. What do you think? I think it totally needs to be discussed because <clears throat> once it's discussed, mm-hmm. then we can bring more people into the into the conversation that need to 
need to be there. And like, I like this whole social distancing and the whole isolation thing is just to, like I said in the beginning, not to sound like a broken record, but it's not something we're used to. If people were used to it and did it on a daily daily basis, monthly, whatever it would be, they would get a sense of, okay, this once a month, this is that I'm getting from whoever, whoever that may be, a friend, family member, even a co-worker mm-hmm. would be beneficial. Yeah. But if you don't have that, It does something to you. Yeah. Like, I've been checking up on people during this time of social isolation because, like I said, a lot of people aren't used to it. And I say I'm fine. I I do. And I think I am. But I think part of me struggles with um, not seeing uh, my friends like I normally would because of this. Either that once a month visit, whatever that may be, even if it's for five minutes, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry if I went off the rails there. Oh, no, you didn't. What changes, like, as a society, would you like there to be made, like, after this? I would love to see more human connection. And what I mean by that is less on your phone when you're with somebody. Mm -hmm. Checking Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And, like, put your phone down and, like, connect with that person because you're never going to get that time back. You're never going to get that time back. And what's more important, being on your phone or connecting with that individual. What I would also like to see is our medical professionals Mm-hmm. treated better because I believe they should be paid better mm-hmm. equipment proper equipment time off um, and another thing I would like to see essential workers taken care of yeah. for Because, like, I wrote about this today. Before the pandemic, I believe that essential workers were looked upon as less than. What I mean by that is, let's say you were in a restaurant Mm-hmm. And you see the clean you see the cleaning crew in the restroom cleaning. 
you go in there and there's a mess or you make a mess yourself and you don't clean it up because you think there's somebody there's somebody there that's somebody's job. I don't need to take care of that. Or not tipping not tipping waitresses what they should be tipped. Mm-hmm. When in reality that that's their livelihood. They live on tips. So if you don't give tips to anybody or clean clean up after yourself, you're being disrespectful to that essential worker just because you you think you're below them. You mean above? Above. Sorry. Um, And I also would like to see (coughs) excuse me um more of a gratitude towards teachers because um I know a lot of teachers my dad is one um and construction he's a construction trade teacher um and he's doing a lot of online learning. And I know a lot of teachers that have been doing that and that have had to rework their whole cur- curric- curriculum mm-hmm. in order to adapt to this new normal. So that's what I would like to see. I know that's a lot. No, I get that. No, I, I think that's good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, is there anything else you would like to share? No, no. I, I think you, <clears throat> all of your questions were very well articulated and I think we covered a lot. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. All right, well, You're welcome. That, that is all for today. Thank you for listening.